Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Desperate House Witches. I'm Dorian Wallace. <laughs> I'm Raina Starr. Welcome to it. All right. We have to move quick today. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredible one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison, www.wickedwitchstudios.com. That's www.wickedwitchstudios.com. And if you need her goods shipped overseas, check out theangrycauldron.com. They also carry their own line of fantastic goods. So, for those of you who are new, hi, welcome. Desperate House, which is not a GPG or even an R-rated show, so with bad language, bodily functions, dirty talk, or anything else I might say might offend you, this may not be the show for you, but we kind of hope it is. But, you know, everybody gets to make a choice in this world. Anyway, today's mm-hmm. guest, I'm so excited, is the amazing <laughs> author Deborah Lip. Deborah has just about covered everything I could have ever asked for. The new book is The Complete Book of Spells, Wiccan Spells for Healing, Protection, and Celebration. Yeah, we're going to bring her on right now. We're moving and grooving. That is Yay. the day. That is what we're doing. Deborah Lip, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Hey. How are you, Mama? I'm good. Audio okay? We got good audio? Yeah, we're good. You sound, you okay. sound good. I'm dropping things everywhere. That's just me, though. So, okay, can I just talk about this book for a second? Uh, sure. I mean, we're going to talk about the book the whole time, but I want to talk about the parts I like. <laughs> Everybody it's I nice ask about like their books. Oh no, I like all of it, but I'm I mean there's specific things that I really love that I wish I had had. Now here's the thing. Most of the time when I ask people why they've written a book, it they always say the following. This is the book I wish I had had when I was starting. I am now saying this to you. This is the book I wish I had when I was starting. This book is so perfect and complete. I, I, it's, you know, okay. So a lot of us, when we're first starting out, we're told, do what feels good to you, do, you know, do this and that. This is a genuine guide for everything, casting circles, holidays, all of it. It's be- how to bless things, how to pick things, how to know what you're doing. I wish I had had this book. I love this book. Thank you so much. You know, <laughs> I, um, I, I really visualized a beginner um, clearly, sort of really clearly visualized a beginner. A lot, of, a lot of the spells in the book are oriented towards teens, you know, because because young people are the majority of beginners, but there's also, there's, there's sure. spells for every person. There's spells for very experienced yes. people. There's spells for every age. You know, there's spells for if you're expecting a baby. So I, you know, usually hope that's not a teenager. Um, <laughs> and, and I also, I mean, I took this book. This book was interesting to write because I took it as kind of a challenge. This is the first book. So, like if your audience doesn't know me, I've written um, eight books on occult topics. I think this is my eighth, and wow. um, a lot, you know. But a this lot. is the first one that I wrote on spec, actually, where where a publisher contacted me and said, "This is the book we want you to write. Write this." Wow. So, um, and I know that that some people have have looked at that kind of of contract, you know, 
as an author and said, well, how could I express myself with that? Um, I took it as a challenge. Now, I have, you know, in communication with this publisher, they have offered me a total of three or four different contracts, and this was the only one that came into a book. I took this as a challenge. How could I express myself within that outline? How could I write mm-hmm. what I really want? And within a, also within a word count. Um, one of the things that I love about oh. this book is that it is beautifully produced. It is physically beautiful. Like, I don't mm-hmm. take any credit for that. Now, if you hear purring, that's because I now have company. <laughs> and I'm not the one purring. But, um, you know, I'm not taking credit for how beautiful the book is, but the book is just beautifully made. It's, it's you know, very high-quality paper and illustration. And, and, and they produce that within a budget, so they didn't, you know, they, they're strict about word count. They want you to keep things sort of short and sweet. So I took it sure. as this very exciting challenge. Like, can I say what I want to say in a way that I think has integrity, that has that 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 stands up for my values as a witch, and yet yes. meets their criteria. And and so that mm-hmm. was just a really fun and exciting way to to write. It was very inspiring, and um, so glad that you liked the results. Oh, okay. So first of all, again, I wished I had had a book like this because if you are someone who knows nothing and you're first getting in, and yes, I was a very, I was just about preteen really getting into it. I think I would have hurt myself a lot less if I had had this kind of guidance. One of the other things that I love, 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 like love to death about this book is that you leave no one out. You are so inclusive with this book. I would be proud to hand this book to anyone uh, who identifies, self-identifies in any possible way. And that's not always true in, in these books. And the fact that I can hand this to a non-binary person and say, this is for you or I can hand this to a, a gay person and say, this is for you, or someone like myself who's bisexual, this is for me. You know what I mean? You don't leave people out, and I love, love, love that. Thank you this for noticing I would... that. I work really hard at that. <laughs> it's not always, it's yeah. so easy to just, you know, toss something off and not stop and think. My, I, There's also a polyamory spell in the book. Yes. Oh, nice. You know, and yeah. if you're not polyamorous, yeah. just don't use that spell. But but exactly. I wanted to make sure that people were included, and I wanted to make sure that people had options. You know, in in addition to which, I I mean, my publisher was very strict with me. Like, you can't just use alcohol in every spell, and and <laughs> and you must have options for people who don't drink. And I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> that one, for some reason, that was the one that was a sticking point for me. But um, but that is there's 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 non-alcoholic options. Whenever I suggest using wine or whiskey, like I didn't want to yep. not use whiskey for like offerings to certain spirits because they aren't as inclusive as I am necessarily. But we mm, we work right. within that, you know. Well, and here's the thing: I don't drink. But my gods do, and my yes. gods drink better than most of the people I know, and my gods require two things because I honor the mother and the father, of course, in my practice as a gardenerian. I have gin for the mother, and it's the Bombay Sapphire, and father gets Glenlivet Special Reserve. So I may not be imbibing alcohol, but my gods do. So it's funny because when someone comes into my home, they think I drink. No, I don't drink. That's for my gods. Those are all worship uh, parts for my altar. So, no, I think it's fantastic. And I understand what you mean by, well, you got to, I mean, because when I was coming up, and you're, you are extremely aware of my training because, you know, there's there's connection in, in all honesty right. for anybody who right. doesn't know there is there is a connection there. Um you know, so you're aware of my training. 
so, yeah, I mean, alcohol was necessary in part of the practice, but not. it doesn't necessarily mean that the person has to drink it. It all depends on what you're doing and how you want to honor certain deity or work with them certain ways. But the book includes everyone, and that's hard to do. So I have to it tell is, you, because Gardnerians... You have to stop and think. As a you have to stop and think sometimes yeah. when you're writing. You know, you have to go, wait a minute. I'm sure. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, so you were saying I as a, as a Gardnerian, it. well, no, some people aren't aren't included by in some schools of thought within the Gardnerian tradition, and I don't hold to that. Right. I do not hold to right. that. And you know what? If the exactly. if the gods want to come to me and tell me that people are not welcome, they will do that. But as long as my gods are welcoming everyone in the circle, then I can do no less. Yes. I agree. I love that you said that because as as a gardenarian, I don't know if you're subjected to the amount of heat that I get because I have been called a lot of not so great things by other pagans because they feel, and I've said this before as well, I'm often treated as the GOP of religions in the pagan world. You know, yo, you're the you're the old-fashioned ones, and you're the ones that don't accept people. And I'm like, that is so not true. I, yeah. I accept and love everybody. Listen, the old people change and evolve. Practices change and evolve. You know, we were talking about this in regards to CDC information yesterday because, you know, I've heard people say, well, the CDC keeps changing what the – what needs to be done. And I'm like, no, as scientists learn more, the okay. information changes, the rules change. Well, as we have grown, as, you know, people are want to do and gain more information and learn about different things in the world, we've grown. I believe Gardnerianism has grown and changed with it. You know, we're not all sitting in a circle in the basement you know, and telling everybody, well, that's a third-degree secret. We don't do that. The, You know, there may have been a time where that was more accurate, but we actually have evolved. So please, folks, be more open about different paths and some of the real old traditions because and, we're and not sticks in the mud. We're not, we're not excluding people. We don't do that game. Well, look, you will encounter yeah. you will encounter bigots, you will encounter Gardnerian bigots, you will encounter other bigots. Um, they're not the majority. Move on. If if you encounter bigots, find somebody who's not a bigot. You know, that's easy. Um, but but I mean I I know there are you know, this is personal to me. I'm not just being ecumenical out of the goodness of my heart. I'm 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 married to a gender nonconforming woman. You know, uh-huh. I'm I'm the I'm the mother of a trans woman, so mm-hmm. so this is personal. Although, you know, I wrote the book before that, um, but you know, this is this is personal to me. This is this is who I am, and this is my world and my community. So when mm-hmm. I'm being inclusive, I'm not just you know sitting on a this white heterosexual, you know, throne and, and, and throwing bones to the rest of you. You know, this is my life. Um, yeah, and that's right. important, you know, to me. But there are, and there are certainly bigots within the Gardnerian community. Isaac Bonowitz said it best, you know. Um, in, mm-hmm. in other religions, bigotry is required. In paganism, it's just another exciting option. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah. had some gems, didn't he? He 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 was um he was a funny guy. Uh, yes, he, oh, was. <laughs> he was. Well, but anyway, but I also, I mean, I I want you to notice, and I and I think I'm sure you did that that the the complete book of spells isn't just anything goes. It's not. It, it, no. it's, you know, we, you know, if you want to say that the Gardnerians are the, are the um, cops of, of paganism, say it for the right reason. Say that, you know, 
I am very clear that there's a right way and a wrong way to cast a circle um, in that book. I mm-hmm. am I am very clear that there's um, rituals that are done well and rituals that are done poorly and get you know in, inadequate results as, because because you haven't you know done your job. Uh, sure. I I'm very specific with do this, don't do that. This is a mistake. Focus in this way. Here are some helpful hints. Mm-hmm. Here are things that I think you really should avoid doing. You know, this is a mistake. Don't do it. I, I'm very, um, you know, people hate that sometimes, you know, from Gardnerians. Um, but yes. but I, I, that's not a place where I'm going to compromise. So if you want yeah. to say and that Gardnerians are sticks in the mud, it's for that. Go ahead and, and blame me for that because I'll own it. Right, but see, there's a difference between, but there's a difference between gatekeeping and proper instruction. And I'm really sorry, and I know I'm going to get heat for this, and I really don't fucking care. The only way you can successfully break a rule is to know what the rules are going in. I would have done a lot less damage to myself and perhaps to other people. If I had had this book as a guide, because the book lays it out in black and white, like you said, do this, don't do that. Because I, as I was reading it, I found a lot of the, ah, shit, I did a lot of the don't do that. Um, and I paid for it, you know, and maybe I wouldn't have had to pay for it because I wouldn't have fucking done it in the first place. So in my opinion, yes, if, if we are sticks in the mud, it is because we have been given rules. We were given rules at the beginning, you know. Um, and again, it's not saying don't 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 make your own with it. What it's saying is here's a really solid guide on what is successful. Here's a solid guide on the shit I did that I learned from. Maybe you won't have to make the same mistake, you know. Because a lot of this learn- comes from experience. Yeah, I mean, if you can't learn from your mistakes, what's the point of making mistakes? You know, that's the, that's what they're for. Yeah. Right. But again, in order to make your own, you know, in, uh, in order to make a spell your own, quote unquote, because it doesn't say you can't, you have no creative license with this, but it does say these are the rules that we follow. This is how we do it. You can do it or not do it, but at least know what the ground rules are. In a real and, sense. And absolutely. And, and you should be able to use, that's why there's a lot of little how-tos. So when, the, when yep. I was first given the outline and it said, to, you know, write 10 spells. And so, or hmm. 11 spells in this chapter or 15 spells in this chapter. And I was like, you know, what if, let me just throw something out there and see what the editor says. So I, instead of, a spell, one of the quote-unquote spells in one of the chapters is how to dress a candle. And Mm -hmm. that's not a spell. That's an instruction that you're going to use in all your other spells. And they love that. So there's about six different how-tos in there, maybe more, um, including how to dress a candle, how to use a – what is a bind rune, how to make a poppet, Mm -hmm. um, you know, some basic tools in in your toolbox. Yeah. Um, and and so it, it starts with you know there's a there's a selection of spells you know it's not the complete book of spells there's some need that you have out there that I didn't think of but the tools <laughs> in that toolbox should, sure, yeah you know should allow you to create the spells that you want to create and. You know, the reality is mostly we do the same six spells over and over again. People want jobs. People want to be healed. You know, we're finding lost objects, getting, you know, people fertile. Um, You know, we're doing the same six spells over and over again, basically. That's what everybody wants, the same things. But every now and then you do some Mm -hmm. more interesting and unusual, you know, spells. You know, I I also want to say, because I really so much appreciate you, you you know, praising me and and validating me for being inclusive, but I'm sure that 
you have a listener who will find something that I left out, some way in which they don't feel included. Um, But my hope is that they can take the spells in this book and the intention of this book and make it work for them. So, Mm -hmm. for example, I said in one, I think in the introduction, I said, look, if a spell calls for dancing and or walking and you're a wheelchair user, Mm -hmm. you're not walking, you're rolling, adapt it to yourself. But I'm sure I left out some other, some other disability, perhaps, or some somebody who, you know, has some barrier where maybe they're dyslexic and they and the writing spells don't work for them. It doesn't matter. the The book is certainly not going to be perfect to everybody's needs, but the intention is to have it be open enough in the ways in in the manner of inclusivity that everybody feels they can make room for themselves even if I accidentally left you out see but I think the way the book is written that's very clear I mean listen I'm not an idiot but I'm also not the brightest tool in the shed and if I could figure out that everybody was pretty much included it doesn't take a rocket scientist, you know, to, to read the book and, and see how it's beneficial for everyone. You don't, you don't whittle it down so hard that you must have a male or you must have a female. You give the breathing room there necessary for folks to feel like they can relate to it. And I find that super important, especially now. You know, a lot of folks are feeling excluded from a lot of things right now. And anytime I find a piece of writing where it's like, okay, let me put myself in someone else's shoes as much as I possibly can being who I am, and I'm able to do that, and I'm able to look at it in a couple of different ways as a a little ethnic woman, um, Middle Eastern, part Middle Eastern, part Italian, um, you know, from the old country, thinking about it from my grandmother's perspective or looking at it from my spouse's perspective or my ex-girlfriend's perspective or someone, you know, someone else's perspective. Um, And I feel really comfortable with this book. And like I said, I, I feel comfortable that I could hand this book to literally anybody I know and say, I think you'll like this a lot. I think you'll enjoy this. Even if even if it's just to figure out where maybe more modern gardenarians are coming from, in a sense, even though you didn't write it specifically as gardenarian, but you did put it as Wiccan, so that naturally leads me to gardenarianism because of my rearing. But I just love this book. It's really well done, the print. And can I just say, apropos of nothing, my old eyes, I'm almost 59. I really appreciate the typeset so much because I can read it without a magnifier. Yes. It means something to me. It's, I, think it's, I, I mean, I think it's beautiful. I think the illustrations are incredible. I think it's oh, yeah. the, you know what I love when I first became a writer, um, uh, I wanted so much to feel a book in my hands and the yeah. quality of the paper is so nice. I know some people are going to buy eBooks and if that's what you want, you know, you do you, but I love yeah. what a book feels like. And I think sure. this, this, I'm very, very um, proud of the fact that this this is a book that you know for for the book fetishists among us um, it, that yeah. really fits the bill. It feels different when you hand when you send somebody an e-file, and I'm not disparaging the quality of writing of an e-file. What I'm saying is it is a different vibe completely to send someone an e-file as opposed to handing someone a book and having that be a unique piece in and of itself that's physical, that it's its own entity that you can pass on to somebody even after your computer crashes. 
and <laughs> files are lost forever. I mean, because I've had files be lost forever. I'm just saying. My first book of shadows, I can't even tell you where it is because it was given to me online. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. But I love the feel of the book. The book is silky. The pages are like satiny. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying when I say satiny, but they're really, it's a really nicely sized book. It's not tiny. It's not huge. It's, it, it fits in a medium to large size purse. It's wonderful. I really <laughs> enjoy it. You, you, you put blessings in it. You put in, you know, it's funny because so many people have moved in the past 11, 10 to 12 months that I'm, I was fascinated because there's a garden blessing in here. There's a home blessing in here. I feel like even though I moved into my house, you know, back in October that I could use the home blessing now, you know, it's, it's great. It's, there's, it's all good. It's bless my new home. You know, like you had mentioned earlier, I think there's a pregnancy spell in there or a fertility spell in there. You really put a lot of things in here that I've not seen in a book like this before. Um, you know, and of course there's the love money and health thing we all go for. But I just really love the fact that it's all in one place and it's easy to comprehend. It, you didn't make it overly complicated. And that's also a problem we sometimes get. You know, a lot of folks are writing the forest and the trees and you kind of are walking around like, okay, which way do I turn through? Wait, what? I've gotten <laughs> turned around in some books. <laughs> but this you is know, great. One of the, it's really great. One of the one of the things that is so hard for people, and this is because, you know, as a gardenerian, you know, I trained in a coven. I learned in person, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And one of the things yep. I've tried to do in all of my books, I, I don't think there's any substitute for that. I think, you know, if you are out there and you are trying to learn witchcraft just from podcasts and just from books, there's going to be a gap, you know, and that's, it's a, it's a shame if that's, how you have to do it. Now, maybe you want to do it that way and you're, you hate people, okay. But for most of us, this is, this is, you know, a personal experience. But one of the things that, that never really gets taught, taught in books, and which I've done in every single book I've written, is the physical blocking. Here's where you stand. Yeah. And it says, you know, like, basically pick this up, then pick that up, then do that. And, like, I don't have the third hand. Yep. Uh-huh. Like, like, I try to make, maybe this is just because I'm a Taurus and I'm very physical, but I try to make it physically doable. Like, how do you stand when you're holding this so that it doesn't and you don't drop it and you, I understand, Raina, you're going to drop it. Um but for most people, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 in my first book, Elements of Ritual, I was like, walk Jessel or Diasil, if you don't know how those things are pronounced, you're walking Jessel around the circle, and you're holding yeah. it to sprinkle it, which means you're holding the salt water in your right hand. And you're Mm -hmm. using your left hand to take water out of it and sprinkle. Right. Nobody says that in a book. You you learn it by watching somebody and by realizing that's the only way that it isn't awkward. But but Uh what I try (laughs) to do is I try to make an effort to say, like, here's how this happens. So so that people can physically accomplish <laughs> Look, Gerald Gardner would go into these whole diatribes in his writing about how high magic was complicated and it was expensive. And I think that there's a classism to some kinds of magic. Sure. And Ga- Gardner, yeah. who, who was upper class, nonetheless was sensitive to it. You know, you have to have virgin linen and pure silver and blah de blah de blah. I, yeah, I'm right. a day job. I can't do something in the hour of Mercury and, you know, like, I don't have that kind of free time where I can go out on a Wednesday at 2 in the afternoon to climb a tree. It's, yeah. it's right. inherently 
elitist. It requires money and time and space. Sure. A lot of high magic. And it's inherently a moneyed first world occupation. And magic is not, spells are not traditionally the domain of the elite. Spells are, you know, as in Iradia, as in, as in, Charles Lulu's Herodia, mm-hmm. they are the they are the the stuff of the revolutionary and the radical. When you have nothing but your spells, you do spells. Right. Yeah. So it should be accessible financially. You should be able to you know, work with with time and convenience because not convenience because you're too lazy, but convenience because you have a job and kids or whatever. I give hours of the moon and hours of the sun and days of the week and so on for spells in the book. Um, and I also, you know, provide a um, a website that I use to look up, um, you know, planetary hours right. and stuff so that if the, if the reader wants to use that, they can. But sure. do what you need to do. Yeah, you, you know, don't have the kind of lifestyle that yeah. you have that kind of money to do. I mean, because most of us don't, especially now in the time of COVID. Yeah, you know, a lot of us are are just trying to make sure that everything gets paid on time. Much less have extra money for, you know, equipment for high magic. We've got to be able to do our practice when we can. Sometimes it's on the fly. Sometimes it's you know after work, you know, we can't always honor it by the time that it would normally supposed to be yeah. happening. We just exactly. have to do it as we can do it. Yeah. It's a very it's yeah. a very modern book because for example, I've got um a storm protection spell and I started thinking about mm-hmm. how with climate change we're all living with a lot more storms than we used to. Yeah. <laughs> happening every day here. Here in North Carolina, there are storms every afternoon now. And it, there's been more storms in the past eight weeks than we've had in some years. It's been insane yeah. down here. Yeah, I, I, so I mean, I'm grateful that you put the I'm protections almost, in the book. I'm going to make a joke I mean, about that, but it's not, it's actually not funny. <laughs> It's just not funny. You can't There's so much that's going okay. on in the world that it's just not funny. <laughs> oh, I know. But you know what? You've got to stop and laugh a little bit. Otherwise, you'll go fucking crazy. Sure. There is that. I've been leaning toward, more towards going fucking crazy lately. But, you know, <laughs> that's, where, that's where I'm at. Um, I understand. But the... It's it's we live in a very very crazy world right now. I almost I almost don't know what to say about that. It's screwed up mm-hmm. and um like me not knowing what to say is weird too. Like when does that happen? Uh <laughs> never. But no, not so much. <laughs> but but um I mean I do try to cover like modern life like you know hurricanes. You're going to have more hurricanes nowadays. That's the way the world is now. So um, let's have some spells for that, you know. So, I, I mean, I tried to, sure. to get a good range in there, um, I, you know, because they provided a list of, of chapter headings. So they said, okay, these are spells of beginning, these are spells of, I mean, the, the chapter headings were provided by the editor. You know, here's the, when they gave me, when they when they asked me if I would write the book. So, like, they mm-hmm. said, I'm looking at the table of contents so that I can remember. So, Spells of beginning, spells of love and friendship, spells for groups or pairs, spells of ending, spells to heal and soothe, spells of protection and courage. So, you know, I try not to bore myself because if I'm boring myself, obviously I'm boring the reader. But most importantly, I just don't want to be bored. Like the fact that the reader is also not bored is just a bonus. I want to have fun while writing it. And I'm the one who's important here. We all understand that, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm important. So so 
Um, you know, the first thought is, like, how many spells of protection do you think I can write? And um, so then I started thinking about, well, what kinds of protection? And that was how the storm stuff got in there. It started to seem yeah. important after a while. The other thing, though, which um, I think is going to be very useful for many readers, is that I started that whole thing about how many of these spells can you write, especially, like, in the mm-hmm. healing chapter. What I did was I started developing the idea of using a template, which, of course, is something that any experienced practitioner does. You might not call it a template, but that's what you're doing. You're using a template. You're use, I'm going to go through steps A, B, C, and D, and then, yeah. uh, you know, B is going to change every time. Right? You're using yeah. a template. Yeah. And I start introducing that. I start saying, well, do the spell on page X, except make this change here. Yeah, which makes so, it easier. It just does. It, first of all, it, it makes just, it easier. There's less, you, don't, you need less of a script because you, you're, you've done it a million times. Yeah. Yep. But also, I do it, all it makes it easier for you to write, for you to create. Yep. Listen, you know, it's like a songwriter out there. You know, do not bore yourself. Boredom is the enemy of of magic. Mm. Interesting. You know, do I've not heard be creative that way. Yeah, you got to be creative. It's true. I never heard that though. I've never heard anybody say boredom is the enemy of magic. I've always heard that indecisiveness is the enemy of magic. And well, that's magic probably is true as well. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Is <laughs> it's very true. Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So, Deborah, we've only got a few minutes left, believe it or not. This has been wow. really short. Time flew. Um, but, but we'll do time this again. Time flew, but before... But before we let you go, because there are still a few minutes left, because I wanted to leave some space, um, I, I wanted to ask you if you have any online things happening or where people can find out more or if you're working on something else now. Give us the rundown while we still have a few minutes. Sure. Well, there's an online event actually going on today called GuardCon, G-A-R-D-C-O-N, it's essentially an oh. online gardenerian conference. It's for everybody, but the teachers oh. are all gardenerians. Um, that's uh-huh. actually why I'm cutting you off early to make sure I get to teach my class in time. But it will be it's, – it's international. There are teachers from all over the world teaching in multiple cool. languages. And then when the videos wow. are posted, they will be posted with um, translation subtitles. So I will be learning in English. And so if you search on that on Facebook, you'll find it. Uh-huh. And I will. Um, definitely follow me on Twitter, at DebLipAuthor, so D-E-B-L-I-P-P-A-U-T-H-O-R. Um, I'm always on Twitter. I'm on Instagram less, same handle, but I, you're mostly getting pictures of my cat. Actually, I I have three cats, but the one thinks she's my only cat, and we haven't told her yet. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I am uh, what I'm doing right now is I'm actually bringing bringing my book on James Bond movies back into print, and I realize that many of your readers are going, "What?" Readers, listeners are going. Tell them about it. Yeah, but tell them about I, it. I wrote a book called The Ultimate James Bond Fan Book. I wrote it in 2006, so right before the the, the first Daniel Craig movie came out. And mm-hmm. um, I <laughs> hated the publisher, and so Uh-oh. the publisher has since gone out of business. So I never revived it or updated it for subsequent movies because of my relationship with the publisher, my fraught relationship. Um, but I've brought it I'm, the publisher is out of business which means that I own the copyright so I'm going to be self-publishing it I'm making it really kind of big and lavish I'm adding all the Daniel Craig movies and it's fully updated end to end 
mostly when, when books are updated, you get like a new chapter at the end and a new introduction in the beginning. Yeah. That's not what I'm doing. Uh-huh. I am every statistic, every trivia, I'm correcting some errors like you do, but I mean, this is end to end fully updated. Um, it is a huge book. It is over 500 pages of James Bond um, reviews, opinions, trivia, commentary, lists, um, everything you could want. Everything you could want. And, and every, it, it, the idea was to, uh, in the book, was to replicate kind of the heyday of Internet discussion boards about James Bond, like to sort of engage in that fun, cool, uh, crazy yeah. back and forth for people who love the Bond movies. It will be available yeah. in the fall in time to make an extraordinary holiday gift for the James Bond fan in your life. Yeah. Awesome. I have a couple of people in mind. That's what I'm working on right (laughs) now. I'm finishing the index and indexing something when you're self-publishing is just agony. Um, And then, you know, I've got some big kind of long-term, I've been doing a lot of research on a book on, on polarity energy and the craft. Obviously my book, will be an inclusive as we mm-hmm. know that I intend to write inclusively, but I, I still work yep. with polarity energy. So yep. um, the idea is to write about, is to not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. The idea is there is such a thing as polarity energy and it is incredibly powerful. Where does where do ideas of where do ideas about I, I got I went down a rabbit hole of historical research and and then didn't ever start writing. I just took research notes. Um, mm-hmm. I will. That's next after James Bond. So so the idea is where do, where do these ideas come from? Why do we think about polarity and gender the way that we do? And because mm-hmm. I, do, I don't think that we can talk about what to do next with it unless we have the answer to those questions. Sure. So, um, you know, spoiler alert, I think a lot of it is because of Dion Fortune. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I, I think that okay. Dion Fortune is a is an enormous influence on the craft, and people don't realize how much she influences our thinking. She is, I think, the absolute cornerstone of what we understand um, magical partnership to be, for one thing. And mm. I think magical partnership is the thing that really has to be deconstructed if we are to be truly inclusive. And I'm not saying throw it away. I'm not saying throw it right. away. I'm saying deconstruct it. I'm saying examine right. it, figure out what it means, and once you know that, then decide what you're going to do with this. So this is truly I have not started working on this, or I have, not, I have started working on it. I have not started writing it yet. We're talking about something that's two mm-hmm. or three years away, but I'm not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm glad about that. Well, okay. Yeah. So let me wrap we, this we up. We have a couple minutes uh, left, though, but oh, do to we? make sure. Oh, okay. We do. We, we do. I yeah, really please. have until 10 of. I, I just wanted to make sure I got a snack and a bathroom break between my two different talks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, understand. I was trying to be considerate of your time and give you breathing room. Well, th- thankfully, you know, one of the good things about the days of COVID is that your your commutes are always much more manageable. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is very true. true. Oh, I got to go all the way into the office. Screen. Going to go into that other room where the other screen is is basically all yeah. any of us do. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. 
But I mean, <laughs> and, and I, 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 I thank the gods I live in New Jersey now. And, and, you know, two months ago, who would have thought anybody would say that, you know, this was the, the hot, the, this was ground zero here. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, Governor Murphy did it right. Governor Cuomo did it right. I'm feeling yep. um, able to go out and, um, you know, my, my pagans are meeting in a, in a safe and hygienic manner, but we're meeting face-to-face again for the first time in months. That's wonderful. And, That's and where you are, I know you can't do that. And, I, I mean, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry that people are being so irresponsible. We are, too. We are, too. <laughs> but you can't get everybody to agree on anything in this country, so what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, I think it's, 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 you know, you didn't pull me on your show to talk about politics, but I think that, that thinking of health as politics is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah, the virus doesn't care which party you belong to. Exactly. So I, you have, we can talk more. We have a couple minutes. You got more questions? You want to tell me how wonderful I am more? <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't get as a matter of fact. <laughs> I, you know, it seems like in the book you you made special pains to especially address money. And I'm really glad you did that because a lot of the time in these books you get a money spell and that's kind of like the long and short of it. But yours almost goes into a a management feel like, okay, it's not enough to just ask for money. You can also ask for a specific amount of money, um, how to direct your energy for what you're going to spend the money on. I mean, you get really specific. And I, I was kind of surprised at some of the specificity you went into. Was there a reason for that? Well, some of it was, again, because I was given an outline, and it said, you know, do a chapter on prosperity. And I was like, how many of those do you need? But there's also a reality <laughs> that money magic tends to fail. And part of why it tends to fail is because people don't understand money and they're afraid of it. And so they think of it as this amorphous blob out there that they don't have. And you can't do any magic unless you know what you want and you know where you're sending your energy. Those are the rules. I don't make the rules. But (laughs) magic has to be specific. You know, like I said, yeah. you want to paint a room, paint the room. If you just pick up your can of paint and throw it in the air and hope it hits the walls, that's not as effective. That's a good analogy. No. That's, that's so, a great analogy. Yeah. The number one failure of any magic on any subject is people don't know what they want. And there's nothing where that is truer than with money. They think they want a lot of money and they have a fantasy about what that means. You know, and then you end up like, what? What do you want, a gold toilet? Or do you want enough? That's why the specific amount spell has a tendency to work very well. Because you focus. I am going to, I need $321 that I'm short on my rent this month or to pay the utility bill or whatever. That's exactly how much I need. And I know what that is. It's not a fantasy. Mm. It's not a blob. It's something that I know what it is. So yeah. working that way, I can get that. And I've, I've seen that one be just incredibly uh, uh, successful. That's so it. true. Because I've been told a lot about, you know, you, you need to not limit the universe so much by telling it exactly what you need. But by the same token, it almost makes more sense to say, this is what this costs. This is what I want. Therefore, I want this amount of money to cover this particular thing. That's, that's great. 
Yeah. I really have my doubts about the whole don't limit the universe thing, frankly. I get mm. the point, you know, I yeah. do. Yeah. But I also think that you you create the goal, like if the universe wants to redirect you, let the universe redirect you. It's bigger and smarter than you. But in the meantime, your concentration, the part that you contribute will work better if you have a specific, tangible, fungible goal. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's kind of like, I, okay. uh, yeah, kind of like asking, you know, like you're going out to eat. Well, where do you want to eat? I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like being in bed with your partner and you're like, you know, just do maybe you do what you do and maybe I'll have an orgasm and maybe I won't. No, tell them left, right, up, down, harder, softer. You know? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Right. And game, right. have a conversation. Be direct, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going somewhere. We're going together. You have to follow the fucking directions. Otherwise, we're not going anywhere, God damn it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and Nikki, like I said, if the universe... If the universe wants to redirect you, the universe will redirect you. If your energy just, you know, that can happen. Yeah. Being open versus being open versus being specific is is a dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's not either or, but where people's magic tends to suffer is they are less specific. True enough. Yeah. And on. That note, it is 151. I have kept I you a go. over. Okay, Bye. that's fine. But thank you so much for having me on. The thank book is coming. the complete book of, of spells uh, available everywhere. If you look yes. on my Twitter, I linked to both Amazon and to um, Bookshop if you want an independent bookseller. But authors, all authors benefit from positive reviews on Amazon. So even if you buy it elsewhere yes. and, and deny Jeff Bezos your, your, your hard-earned money, please, mm-hmm. reviews on Amazon help us all. Absolutely. Cool. And we hope you will come back very soon. And have a Anytime. wonderful uh, talk today, and we will follow you on GuardCon in a little bit. All right, cool. See you shortly. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you so much. All right, everybody, we will see you next week. Once again, that was author Deborah Lip, the book, the complete book of spells. Get it everywhere, but review it on Amazon, okay? We will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.